Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast with Jaguars senior writer, John Osher. All right, welcome to this week's Ozone Podcast with uh, Jaguars general manager, Trent Balky. And uh, Trent, we have you in here, obviously, uh, to look back on the draft a little bit and uh, to look, I guess, a uh, 30,000 feet view on the team right now. With two weeks to sort of decompress, and I know you decompressed in Wisconsin, getting away a little bit. Uh, thoughts on the draft, looking back on it, uh, just uh, something general about that uh, period and that uh, player acquisition uh, period. Well, you know, obviously nobody at this point in time is going to tell you they had a bad draft, <laughs> right, right. so I'm not going to be the first. But you know, it, it, the board really did fall in, in a lot of cases how we felt it was going to fall. Uh, there's always a little some twists and turns mm-hmm. that go with it, but uh, we were able to, you know, draft 13 guys and 13 guys that we feel good about. You know, at different levels of the draft, you know, we had all the way from first through the seventh round, a lot of day three picks. So it uh, it was it was fun and exciting and and rewarding all in one. And, and so many people try to analyze the draft, and I've always thought that people analyze it based on what they think. A team should do, which is completely different than what a team goes in trying to get out of it. Um, you know, it's the age-old thing when you're looking at a long-term versus short-term with the draft. How do you try to balance that as a GM? Because people think you sort of have a plan, but you can't really go in thinking, I'm going to take a tackle and a guard and a, you know, that's not the way the draft works. And if yeah. you do, you're setting, you're setting yourself up for a lot of reaching and failure, right? Yeah, I, I just I don't put a lot of stock in what other people think mm-hmm. we should have done or should do. Uh, you know, you have a plan. You you have an internal plan right. that uh, you work through with the head coach and, and the coaching staff and the personnel staffs. So you have a plan going into it. The plan is never going to be executed exactly how you want it to be because you don't have. There's too many variables, too many things out of your control. Right. But for the most part, you you, you got to stick to the, your board, mm-hmm. and we did that. You know, the plan wasn't to go in and draft three offensive players necessarily in a row. Uh, that's just what happened. Right. Uh, but but we're excited about what happened. So again, you, you worry about what you can control. You worry about the plan that you have set forth internally, and you let other people judge it however they want to. How much of a difference between what you read about the draft and what actually happens during the draft. <laughs> a lot. There's a big difference. You know, again, a lot of times, a lot of things that you read are sensationalized. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it just, it is what it is. It's a big moment. There's a lot of, there's a lot of speculation on it. There's right. a lot of eyes on it. There's a lot of people, you know, commenting on it mm-hmm. and, and from a lot of different uh, angles. Uh, again, that's really one of the main reasons you focus on you right. and not, don't worry about the, the external noises. I hadn't really uh, planned this as a question, but as you were talking, I was curious. Who's maybe your biggest influence in how you work a draft, how you plan it, uh, how you lay it out? Like when you're strategizing going into it, uh is there one person, a few people who sort of shaped how you sort of game plan and uh, coach a draft, if you will? Yeah, I, I think my experience with Mr. Haley uh, and, and Coach Parcells and even Coach Belichick, you know, my early years with the Jets, okay. you know, all of those guys were there. 
you know, I, I, a lot of what we do is still based on the system that I learned there. Okay. Because it's a it's a time tested uh, system that, uh, and those guys were very successful at, at what they did, and and uh, you know, I I still believe in it uh, wholeheartedly. Gotcha. Is there a tenet or two from that? You can like just a base philosophy? Well, I think uh, don't make exceptions. Right. You know, I think that's one of the big ones I learned from Coach and Co- Mr. Haley. You know, once you start making an exception, pretty right. soon you have a team full of exceptions. So you just try to stick to your philosophy. You know, Coach and I have a, you know, what we know what we're looking for positionally. We know what we're looking for culturally. And we're, those are the type of players that we, we're going to emphasize in the draft. So when I say our board is, you know, we got 125 or 130 or 135, whatever that number we finalize, that's, that, those are the guys that we think are Jaguars. Gotcha. Um, rookie minicamp, what did you want to see and what did you see? I wanted to see him stay healthy. You know, that's, <laughs> that's first and foremost, you know, because a lot of, you know, what people don't realize when they first get here, they haven't really been doing anything football for a long time. Their season ends and then they're, they put on a pair of shorts and they start working on getting ready to jump higher or mm-hmm. further, run faster, you know, cut quicker. You know, they're not, they're, they're, working on their pro day drills uh so they get here they haven't done a lot they're not in great football condition so you just try to get them through healthy but at Mm -hmm. the same time kind of gauge where they're at and the last thing you want to do is look out there and see someone go down this early yeah because that precisely that's happened here before and uh not a pleasant feeling for anybody i want to go over maybe the top three draft picks i know you didn't see much out of them on the field but uh just very quickly Anton Harrison, what do you like about him? What do you see from him? Well, we see exactly what we saw on tape. You know, the the versatility to play left or right. You know, he's a he's a basketball type athlete mm-hmm. uh, with quick hands, uh, heavy hands. You know, he, and he's got the right mindset. He's a physical player that moves moves the way you want him to move. Uh, really like where he's at, but he's got a long way to go, like all these young guys do. There's a difference. I was just standing next to him uh, when he was hitting pads, and it sort of sounds different. There's a power there that's interesting as yeah, you as you watch him. He's he's got heavy hands, and you know we did a lot of work on him. Obviously, Phil, our offensive line coach, went out and worked him out. Uh, we we were we we over evaluated him, if you right. will. You know, we had a lot of lot of eyes on him all all year long, and you know the great thing is when a guy shows up and he exhibits what you saw on film, right. and they look the way you thought they were going to look, and and he certainly has done that thus far. But again, long way to go. It's a bad feeling when they don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, well, it can be. It can be. Uh, Brenton Strange sure looks the part. I mean, impressive kid. Uh, what do you like about him? Uh, again, another guy that came in and showed us all the things that we saw on film. You know, he's he's quick. He's a he's bigger than he than he measures. You know, when you stand next to him, he just has a bigger feel to him than six oh three seven. You know, uh, he's a, he's a really good athlete for his size. He's got good twitch. You know, and he's well rounded. There's a lot of things he can do, and I think that's one of the things that coach talks about with the tight end room is that versatility. He can line up as a Y on the line of scrimmage and block from there. He can line up in the backfield and he can move throughout the formation. So really excited about where he's at. 
Uh, but again, another young guy that's that's gonna you know he's gonna have to develop and learn learn how to be a, you know do everything that we're gonna be asking right. him to do. Is, is Bigsby uh, sort of the, a a running back version of what you're talking about? He'll fit in, uh, give you more of a backfield by committee feel than you're able to have last year, perhaps. Yeah, well, we're looking, you know, iron sharpens iron. You mm-hmm. know, we're really happy with where that room is at. We feel it's it's a, one of our deeper rooms right now on the team. We got, you know, some guys in there, six guys that can all play at this level, have proven they can play at this level, with the exception right now of, of the two or young, younger guys, right. right? We got Snoop from last year. We got Tank from this year. Iron sharpens iron, so let's go to work and see what see where that depth chart lays out at the end of the training camp. The depth and the, I guess, overall possibility of the roster seems much advanced for maybe your first draft. Are you closer to where you like to see a team uh, physically, trait-wise? Is this more of a bulky team, I guess you will? Well, <laughs> yeah, t- take me out of the equation, sure. if you would, John. I it's it's more what we envision, right? You know what Coach and I in, have envisioned is we've started to lay this thing out. Gotcha. You know it's uh, you know we want to be big, we want to be physical, we want to be fast, we want to be smart, we want to be available. What I mean by that, sure. we want healthy guys, we want guys that can stay stay on the field and, and play. So if we can. Uh, if we can continue to add players like that that fit the culture that we're trying to build here, you know, then it's it's going to be how we envision it. How much of this uh, was there an element this off season, or how much of an element of, of your entire off season is as a GM having to look ahead to future off seasons, future cap situations, Trevor's contract, obviously at some point. There's some pre-planning that you have to do to prepare for being a competitive team for the long term, right? Oh, absolutely. And and we're we're looking at that two and three years out sure. constantly. You know, and obviously injuries come up, things change. Uh, n- no plan ever goes executed right. perfectly. Um, but we're, we're definitely planning out two, three years to, down down the road uh, for these contracts that you see coming. You know, next year is going to be a big off season. We got a, a we got a significant number of guys right. that are going to be up that we're going to have to address. And it, you know, we're going to be saying that every year. Right. That was, but that was something you knew. I remember. I think some people missed this. You said that a lot last year when active in free agency. You said, "Look, 2023 is going to be different than 24, sort of a critical year." So, this has all been the plan, and uh, we're seeing it play out. Yeah, I mean. Everybody wants you to go out and continue to sign, 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 but right. they're, they're, the reality is you can't. The reality is at some point the free agent market's got to dry up because you don't have the cap space to, to work that market as heavily as you used to. And we went through two years of heavy usage of free agency, and then you know then we got to the point where we didn't have the cap space to right. do that. And we knew that was coming. We tried to pre-warn everybody that sure. it was coming. Yeah. Some people heard that. People don't some, like to listen. No, <laughs> some, some do, some don't. You know, and that's just the way it is. And I get it. You, know, you want to be as competitive as you can be, but there, there's a cap for a reason, and everybody, mm-hmm. everybody plays by the same rules. Do you like what you're seeing? So much of this season is going to be about, Trayvon, Chad Muma, Devin Lloyd, guys uh, continuing to develop, young guys you drafted. Uh, just so far off-season program-wise, do you like where those guys are headed? 
really like where those guys are headed. Now it's early. We've only been sure. out on the grass for a few few practices here, but you know, really like the maturity that they've that they've seemed to be carrying themselves mm-hmm. with. They they've been through it now for a year. They know how to pace themselves. You know, and and that's always a good thing. They know what to expect. Right. Uh, there's less anxiety. They're freer to learn. And, and, and that's such a huge factor for uh, young kids starting off the, in this game, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, the, the anxiety that goes with trying to earn a spot in the National mm-hmm. Football League, coupled with all the newness around them. Right. And the level, the step up in in level of play. And that's true, even of early picks. Absolutely, right. you know, okay. Anton is going to go through it just like Trayvon went through it, and Devin went through it a year ago, and and everybody before him. But we've got a good group of veteran guys that can help these guys get through these mm-hmm. periods. And the the closer we get to building the type of team that we're look, and we're 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 close, right? You know how close that, that remains to be sure. seen. Here we got we'll let this season play out. We got a long way to get just to the start of the season. So, uh, but it's fun watching these guys just work together. Mm-hmm. This is a very selfless football team right now. The, the, you get you see the older guys, the veteran guys taking the younger guys under their wing, right. and that's that's always a good sign. That sort of thing doesn't always happen, and it's been a remarkable transformation on that front around here, hasn't it? It, it has, but I, I've said this before several times. You know, Doug plays a huge role right. in that. He's a he's a tremendous leader of young men, men, and you know that uh, he the the message he sends is just so positive mm-hmm. and so strong, and it resonates with the players. Uh, so the pl- the players really take that to heart. You know the things that he says, and you know the mentorship that you're seeing out of these older right. players right now on the team is really special. You mentioned after the draft, team's not built yet, roster's not uh, set yet. Uh, when deciding other moves, uh, take me through that process. Is that just watching OTAs, watching what you need, or as you said, an ongoing process that never really stops? Yeah, it's an ongoing process that never really stops. The first thing that Coach and I said after the draft. And after the rookie minicamp is okay. Let's let's now sit back and watch this group over mm-hmm. the next four to five weeks, and let's see exactly where we're at at the end of it, and then kind of make an assessment of what we may need to 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 push it a, a right. little bit further here. But you know, we've got some cap space to work with. We're certainly not done building this team, but we're also gonna. You know, we feel we've got a pretty good team, mm-hmm. so we're going to let this thing play out and kind of see and gauge what we're what we may need as we move along here. What do you want to be able to say after OTAs and mini camp? Sort of, how do you want to feel June fifteenth, sixteenth? I want to feel, you know, I think we want to feel like we've got a, a healthy football team, right? That's always in, goes back to that, doesn't it? Yeah, right. that's in a good headspace that we feel really good. That's going to come back here. I think it's July 17th, I mm-hmm. think, is the first, the coaches report, and then I think the 20th or 21st, the players are going to start rolling in here. I'd, right. I'd, love, I'd love to see these guys come in here just ready to go. Gotcha. Trent Balky, we always appreciate your time. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you joining the Ozone Podcast. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, John.